Welcome to Neon City, where the lights are bright, but darkness looms. Where Jack Tracer, a former police officer, now a P.I., investigates the strange, eerie, and unknown. Will he be able to save the city? Find out on Neon Nights, the arcane files of Jack Tracer. The surprises never cease for Detective Jack Tracer. Just as Daisy was strolling out of his life, the mysterious Red came sauntering back in. But where has she been all this time? And why did she leave in the first place? Find out on this episode of The Case of the House of Joy. Neon City People spend their entire lives trying to make it here. Most are just chewed up and spit out before they realize what happened. It's a cruel mistress, seducing you with dreams of fame and riches, wrapping you around her little fingers so tight you snap. I just finished up another unusual case, a little girl with a taste for blood, which I wish I could say was out of the ordinary, but these days, not so much. My flatfoot friend and I, Mickey Flynn, were having a couple of drinks down in the Smoky Cat, trying to figure out what to do next, when the last person that I ever expected came walking through that door. Hey there, stranger. Red? Jack Tracer. Is that you? You look like you've been through the ringer. You could say that. I'm afraid you caught me at a bad time. Mickey and I were just trying to... Sorry, Jackie. Your friend made a beeline for the other side of the bar when he saw me coming. For such a clueless cop, he sure got the hint that I wanted to talk to you alone. Buy a girl a drink. (laughs) You got a lot of nerve, lady. Have you forgotten your manners, or have you always been this rude? Missing out in a big payday has a way of changing a fella. Was it just the payday you missed, Jack? Yeah. You're a terrible liar. You're after something. Why are you here, Red? I... I want your help. That effect. I think I'm on the verge of something big, Jack. Something real big, and I don't entirely understand it yet. I could use someone like you. Someone I can trust. Forgive me if I'm a bit skeptical of your sweet talk. I know I ran out, Jack. I'm sorry. I can explain all of it. If you'll listen. Why should I? Because you owe me. How in the world do I owe you anything? Think back to the first time we met. You had a big secret for me. A case that was going to make you a bundle. And not a clue as to how to break it open. That is, until I lent you a helping hand. You wouldn't have gotten past step one without me. And I think you know it. I was just taking my cut. It's a pretty stilted history lesson. As I recall, we settled on 20% after you twisted my arm about adventure and a whole lot of other nonsense. The price tag might be high, but I always deliver, Jack. So why should I believe that this partnership will end any differently? Because this time, I'm hiring you. Even if I did want to help, 
How can I trust you? Cross my heart, Jackie. I'm not jerking you around. I don't want to play games. This isn't a game. This isn't a scam. I'm serious. I'm talking life and death serious. I mean it, Jack. I may have gotten in over my head, and there's no one else I want to turn to. Jack, will you help me? Better start at the beginning. All right. The beginning. Well, after the Rothschild case, I split for the other side of town. My friend Elsie works for a... Let's just say she has a very old profession. I phoned Elsie that I was looking to catch up, and she gave me an address where we could meet. I took a taxi downtown, and we pulled up to an alleyway that flashed neon and smelled of cheap booze and cheaper perfume. I looked at the sign above the door, Madame Mercy's House of Joy. On the outside, it was a little hole in the wall, and the sounds of hot jazz leaked out into the streets. It was sometime after midnight, but the cats inside were just getting started. I walked towards the big palooka guarding the door, and that's when Elsie poked her head out from behind him. Well, well, well. Aren't you a choice fit of calico? Look who's talking. You're all dolled up, Elsie. You got a big date tonight? (laughs) Hardly. They like us to dress... Provocative here. I can see that. You performing tonight? No, no, I don't really perform on stage anymore. I guess I've gone into an early retirement. I'm sure there's a lot of fellas that wish you'd change your mind. <laughs> you kidding me? The whole Lower East Side jumped into the river when I announced my last show. Say, Red, come on inside and maybe we can catch up on old times. Lead the way. Elsie and I made our way inside. The big room was awash in a dim red light, and pockets of darkness hung in every corner. The musicians were playing another scandalous tune, and a few dancers on stage made a handful of patrons holler for more. Elsie said hello to a few regulars and the bartender before sitting us down in a secluded booth in the back. This is some joint. How long you been working here, Elsie? A couple of months now. After the last place got pinched, I was out on my ass for a while. I told Jimmy if he didn't pay off the cops, it was going to happen, but... Well, you remember Jimmy. I remember him being about as bright as a cinder block. <laughs> you said it, sister. So, once he got thrown in the slammer, I was looking for work as a chorus girl for weeks. No luck. Broad's gotta eat, so I gave Lady M a call. Lady M? Madame Mercy, the proprietor of this fine-standing establishment. I met Lady M a while back, before I was working with Jimmy. She told me she was going to open up a new place and she could use a pretty pair of legs like mine. Said to give her a ring if I was ever looking for work. That's how I ended up here. But I thought you said you were tired from dancing. Sure did. If you don't mind me asking, what exactly are you doing here, Elsie? Listen, Red, life is full of choices. I've made some good ones and bad ones in my life. Probably more of the bad, but you know, sometimes it ain't a choice between good and bad. It's between bad and worse. And sometimes those bad choices don't always seem so bad as they did before you made them. Sounds like a bunch of horse feathers to me. Yeah, yeah, ride your feathery high horse on out of here if you're going to be like that. I didn't mean it like that, Elsie. I just want to make sure you're, you know, you're okay. I'm fine, Red. 
It is what it is. No big deal. I'm comfortable where I am and I ain't starving. That puts me ahead in my book. And Lady M treats me real nice. She's good to all the gals who work here. You know, Red, if you're looking for work, I could maybe have a conversation with her. <laughs> Thanks, but I'm fine. Not looking for a career change just yet. <laughs> Suit yourself. But her door's always open if you change your mind. So, why exactly did you want to see me, Red? Just to catch up on old times? Actually, I was hoping I could stay with you for a few days. I need to lay low for a while. Let some things blow over. <laughs> Red's done got herself into trouble again. Some things never change. Who's chasing after you now? Another Joe Blow looking to run out on his pretty little housewife? Or is it the pretty little housewife this time? Some fella named Jack. I did a number on him, Elsie. Only this time, I can't help but feeling bad for the poor guy. Well, that's a first. Must be a real Don John to have you all bent out of shape about it. Yeah, he's something all right. So, if it's all right, can I stay here for a bit? I'll try to be out of the way. Well, I gotta check with Lady M, of course, but I can't see why not. She's got a soft spot for a gal in need. Stay here, get yourself a drink, call me. I'll be back in a jiff. Elsie left through another door in the back and left me alone at the booth. I wasn't sure what to make of Elsie's new job, or her new employer, but I was happy to have a place to sleep that night. I decided a good stiff drink was exactly what I needed, so I sauntered over to the bar and tried to get the bartender to look my way. And just then, some kid parked himself on the bar stool beside me and started eyeing me up and down. Gee, you're pretty. That's sweet, kid. Now beat it. Oh, come off it. I just got here. Yeah, well, I'm not sure how you managed to get past that big gorilla at the gate, but you sure look too young to me. I'm not young. I'm 23. Maybe in five years. How'd you... I mean, I'm not a... Oh, rats. So what if I am 18? I'm a very old 18, almost 19. Too young for me, though, kiddo. Come back in a decade or so, once you filled out a bit. In the meantime... Go flirt with some other skirt. Oh, come on, sweetheart. You're the prettiest girl in this place by a country mile. I don't want to waste my time with those other dames. Well, I admire your enthusiasm, but you're wasting your time here, kid. I'm not a kid. My name's Danny. Well, Danny, no matter how you slice it, it ain't happening. You're just making me want you more. Listen, kid, you're starting to get on my nerves. I got money. Lots of it. Yeah, I know a lot of fellas with money. So how much is it going to cost to... You know... Excuse me? I mean, how... Is there someone I have to pay, or do I just, you know, give the money to you? If you're asking me what I think you're asking me, what kind of a girl do you think I am, Danny? What do you mean? I... Oh, God. Oh, you mean you're not... You aren't a... Do you think I'm a prostitute, Danny? Is that what you're saying? No, no, I, I, did, I didn't mean that. Because I if you even... are trying to proposition me, Danny, I'm going to make you regret it. I won't even tell you what happened to the last guy who called me sweetheart. He was a kid, too. A kid just like you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Miss... Miss... Lady, listen, I didn't mean anything by it. I, I love prostitutes. I mean, not that you're a... I didn't... I, I'm just a dumb virgin, okay? I'm just a dumb kid. I, I don't want to start any trouble. I should have figured as much. 
So you think I should just let you off the hook because you're just a silly virgin? Take, lady, not so loud, okay? Look, I'm sorry if I offended you. It's just, this is like, I don't know. You don't want to hear about me. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll just leave you alone. Thanks for not beating my brains in, miss. Red. Call me Red. Miss Red? I'm gonna go try my luck somewhere else. Oh, don't be such a sourpuss, Danny. Sit down. Let me buy you a drink. Thanks. But uh, shouldn't I buy you a drink since, you know, I'm a guy and you're a... You're pushing your luck there, Danny boy. <laughs> I guess I need to learn when to keep my mouth shut. I'm so stupid sometimes. All right, kid. Settle down. You need to relax. Barkeep? What'll it be? I'll take a whiskey neat. And a strawberry daiquiri for my friend Danny here. No way! That's for girls. I'll have a whiskey, too. How do you take it? Really well. I'm a swell at drinking whiskey. I've been drinking for years. No. How do you like your whiskey? Just fine. Give it to him on the rocks. All right, kid. Spill the beans. What's a sweet little mama's boy doing in a joint like this? What do you mean, Miss Red? Look around you, kid. You ain't exactly blending in with the scenery. In fact, you stick out worse than a sore thumb. And you don't exactly strike me as the kind of boy who just strolls down to the cat house to pick up some kittens for their first time. So why on earth are you here, Danny? It's kind of a long story. Well, lay it on me. I've got nowhere to go and a glass of scotch on the way. As far as I'm concerned, you've got all night. Better start at the beginning. Well, I guess... I guess it all started when my old man died. He was no good anyway, so don't feel bad for me. Pops used to... He... He was real mean sometimes. He'd say things to me and my mama and my sisters. Especially when he was drinking. Sometimes he... He'd even hit her. Sometimes. But mama... She just said he was a good provider and... She didn't have nowhere else to go. Anyway, Pops... He got into it with another guy playing poker and got himself knifed. Mama said he was a cheater anyhow and got what he deserved. I thought things were going to turn around after that, but... Then she got sick, Miss Red. Real sick. The doctor said she might make it through the year, but... She can't be working and needs a lot of rest. Well, my sisters, they're all younger than me, and... Since Mama can't work anymore and Pops is pushing up daisies, well... That makes me the man of the house. So I got a job down at the docks, and all the other fellas down there, they make fun of me because, you know, my condition. You mean because you're a virgin? Yes! That. Well, like, I haven't really met a whole lot of women, you know, outside of my family and such. And I don't exactly have a lot of opportunities at work since I ain't ever seen a woman dockside. So I... Asked one of the fellas where I might, you know, purchase. I think I see what you're getting at. You know, you don't need to have sex to prove you're a man. <laughs> Besides, most of the men I know still don't have a clue what they're doing when it comes to that, so you aren't really far behind your friends. You don't understand, Miss Red. You don't know what it's like. The docks aren't a place for dames. And a genuine, sophisticated lady like you would find it pretty shocking. You sure make a lot of assumptions, kid. I may look like a sophisticated lady, 
but it takes a hell of a lot to shock me. And believe me, I know what fellas Dockside are like. I've kicked enough of their teeth to make a whole set of dentures. <laughs> Golly! I wonder. You're not the same redhead who knocked out Big Larry's front teeth, are you? Is Big Larry about 6'5", with a scar on his cheek, and a tattoo of a hula girl? <laughs> That's him, all right! Then your answer is yes. And you can tell him if he teases you again, I'm coming back for the rest. Oh, believe me, I will! <laughs> Still, uh, Miss Red, if, if it's all the same to you, I think I still want to, you know. Well, I have to admit, you've got a hell of a sob story. And I happen to know a few of the girls here. You certainly can't find anyone who knows what she's doing better than Elsie. Are you sure this is what you want, Danny? You have no idea how sure I am. Well then, I may as well make sure you don't screw it up. Let me see if I can't help you find a friend and pull some strings for you. Really? You'd... you'd do that for me? Well, getting a man laid at a cat house isn't exactly what I'd call hard work. But yeah, I'll help you out. Oh, wow! Let's just swell! I can't thank you enough! After my conversation with Danny, I managed to get word to Elsie that Madame Mercy had a new client who was a bit of a novice. A few minutes later, they took him upstairs... Nothing about it seemed suspicious or strange, but the night wore on and Danny never came back down. I figured maybe they showed him a really good time, or maybe the whole thing just got to be too much for him. But I couldn't shake that little feeling that something might have happened. The next morning I tracked down Elsie. Hey Red, what's the word? Sleep alright? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> That's a bit of terrific. I didn't sleep a wink myself. Some little man from Texas had me up all night dressing up as all sorts of things. You wouldn't believe it if I told you. And you know how they say everything's bigger in Texas? Well, Spare I... me the details. <laughs> Suit yourself. Say, Elsie, do you remember that kid I sent you away last night? What kid? His name was Danny. Don't you remember? Uh, who? Danny, the... Gangly kid with three hairs on his chin and the big ears. It was his first time. I, I asked you to show him some fireworks and make him think he was a real ace in the sack. You really don't remember? Doesn't ring any bells. Oh, come on, Elsie. You don't look nearly hungover enough to have forgotten him. I just want to know if he's okay. Make sure he had a good time. I'm sorry, Red. I just don't remember this kid you're talking about. I see a lot of guys. They all just kind of blend together by the end of the night. Maybe he went out the back or just walked out when you were looking the other way. Maybe. Still, I think I'll ask some of the other girls if maybe they know what happened to him. Uh, no! Why not? It's just, you know, I don't want you to bother the other girls, you know? I'll take full responsibility. Wait! Okay. First, you gotta promise me you can keep a secret. Elsie, it's me. You can trust me. Promise me! I could get into some real trouble with Madame Mercy if I start talking about our business with outsiders. Fine. I, I promise. All right. Listen. Madame Mercy's House of Joy has a lot of different functions. There's the burlesque house that's pretty much on the up and up. What you see is what you get. There's the bordello, and that's pretty standard fare, too. Even if it's a bit outside the letter of the law, it's respectable. 
Then there's the private room. I've never been in there. Most of us aren't allowed in it, and none of us are allowed to talk about it. And once someone walks through those doors, you ain't supposed to be gabbing about them. But your kid Danny, he went through those doors last night. Why would he do that, Elsie? I just asked you to show him a good time. Don't blame me. I was just going to set him up with Annabelle and Coralie for a night of good, wholesome fun. But once Madame Mercy found out it was his first time, she said she had something special for him and arranged for him to have a session in the private room. So... What? He went into this room and never came out? What's the thing, Red? No one does. Nobody? Not your friend. Not anybody. Then where are they going? And what is she doing in there? Easy now. You're asking a lot of questions, Red, and you promise not to peach on me. Don't go getting me into trouble, okay? Madame Hersey takes good care of me, Red. Don't get me wrong about that. But there's something about her that scares me a little, too. Please don't go around asking questions. I tried to let it go, but I couldn't stop thinking about Danny. It sounded bad. Real bad. People going into a place and not coming out. I had to know what happened to him. He was just a kid. I promised not to ask questions, but I didn't promise not to go poking around the private room looking for answers. So the next morning... When I figured the coast was clear, I made my way upstairs. It was bigger than I thought it was, but I finally found it. At the end of a long hallway, a large red door that gave off an eerie chill. I could feel the hair on the back of my neck stand straight up as I approached. I put my hand on the knob, and slowly I began to turn it. Hey, what are you doing? Suddenly, a broad, muscular woman came marching down the hall towards me. She put her hand on my shoulder and began to squeeze so hard that I could feel the circulation in my arm cutting off. Oh, hi there. I was just about to go in. You're not supposed to be here. Oh, sorry. I'm new here. New or not, you can't go in there. Why not? What did you say your name was? I'm Greta. I don't know any Greta's working here. Greta who? Garbo. Greta Garbo? <gasps> oh, oh, oh my nose! So that's pretty much it. I broke her nose, crashed out of the window, and made myself scarce. After a little distance, I found a diner where I could clean myself up a bit. Not every day a girl jumps out of a second-story window. And then, I came here to you. What do you think, Jack? That's quite a story, Red. So you'll help me? Yeah, I'll help you. Really? Just don't make me regret this, Red. I won't. It would appear Jack has come around to Red's cause. At least for now. But what happened to Danny? Perhaps Madame Mercy's has a few sinister secrets hiding behind closed doors. Find out next time on Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer. Neon Knights, the Arcane Files of Jack Tracer was co-created by Will Snyder and Rachel Craig. The episode, The Case of the House of Joy, was written by C.J. Chapman and directed by Will Snyder. Theme song was done by Daniel Carl, with additional music by Kevin McLeod. 
Jack Tracer was played by Will Snyder. Red was played by Rachel Craig. Elsie was played by Miranda Bishop. Danny was played by John Patrick Wenzel. And Martha was played by Amanda Foreman, with narration by John Patrick Wenzel. For more information on Neon Knights, please head to our website, evilkittenproductions.com. You can listen to all episodes on there, as well as our other podcasts, The Random Wrestling Review and Midnight Horror. You can also listen to all episodes on iTunes, and if you do, please do us a favor and give us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And as always, if you like the show, help us grow by like, sharing, and subscribing to every episode. Thank you so much for listening.